Hello and welcome to the World Economic Forum's podcast series, Cities of Tomorrow. My name is Alice Charles and I lead the World Economic Forum's Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. In this podcast series, we are exploring the different challenges that cities around the world are facing in order to become smart and sustainable. In this fourth episode, I will be talking to Herr Baron, who is the Chief Technology Officer at the City of Amsterdam and a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. You're the Chief Technology Officer of Amsterdam. What are the principal challenges that you're trying to solve in the City of Amsterdam? My job basically is to make sure we get a government that is future-proof or ready for the 21st century, basically. So, from a city perspective, our challenges are in the broad way. I mean, like many other cities are around sustainability or uh, about health or about poverty, etc. What we're now trying to do is to change that, basically, and, and, and reformulate the KPIs we have. So, we actually start to... Well, we're not still doing it, but we're trying to stop, example given, to talk about poverty. We're now trying to talk about financial health. So uh, when you have KPIs about helping as much people who live in poverty, your KPI is the wrong KPI. You want to make sure nobody needs your help anymore, but it's self-sustaining. Uh, same goes for, uh, we used to talk about care, and we had a care department, while health actually is a logical well, were to put your KPIs beneath. So we're now trying to design the government, basically. So my challenge is to how can we design a government that fits the 21st century needs, meaning we have denied the, 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 the good KPIs, but also how can we use technology to support us in making our well, city more adaptive, more circular, resilient, uh, solve mobility issues, make sure people, well, with one job, they have a decent income. Um, and in the digital age, basically, that means you probably need to do stuff a bit different than a gov- as a government as well, because government we have right now, we invented in the 19th century, and I'm not sure if this is still the right organization we need. I mean, we don't need banks, we have fintechs. I mean, maybe we should stop governments and have govtechs. Not sure. <laughs> so if you stop government, what would you have? Would be brilliant, actually. I mean, when you start to th- well, imagine when we could stop right now with what we do and redesign from scratch what a government should be. Right. I mean, that would be a bit more efficient, probably, the construction we're going to make, isn't it? I mean, in a democratic system, but we need democracy, but you can improve democracy. Why elect somebody from four years? I mean, this whole idea is, is centuries old because they needed to go with a, with their horse to the capital, basically, to be in parliament to do voting for four years and then return their horse, basically. But this is I mean, stupid at the moment, isn't it? I mean, you can make it way more flexible on topics, select different people, and when they don't function after six months, you can fire them, whatever. I mean, you can go totally new model and then the organization that's beneath it i mean we i mean we're the government is the well uh, in, in most of the european countries it's about 50 percent of gdp is governmental spent money in the u.s it's 25 percent, i think or whatever but um it's a lot of money yeah. all controlled by the government in organizations that are ridiculously large and not that well not that agile so when you start to think redesign a government, I mean, you probably end up with a totally different organization with a different governance and a different role of citizens in this, relating to this government, basically. And would you redesign city government or local government as well? Well, I would say city, yeah, yeah, actually, that's a starting point. I mean, that's the interface where people work with most, basically. So mm-hmm. when you start to think about that, I mean, yeah, you, you could think about the whole government as one big cloud with services or microservices even, basically. But the local government is probably the interface. Yeah. You, you see and you have. This would be from a user-centric design point of view. This would be very logical because this is where well, you interface with it the whole day, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So it won't be that silly to think about the government as a 
local government central and then you have some other governments. So the governments that we have at the yeah. national level have signed up to the SDGs, yeah. the Paris Agreement, the New Urban Agenda. So if you think about that in, in the city of Amsterdam context, what kind of things are you doing to implement uh, those agreements? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, like many other cities, I mean, we, we, we translated these goals for our own city, so we want to be 100% circular as a metropolitan area in 2035, want to be energy neutral, in a carbon neutral, sorry, in 2050, uh, and then... That you have a whole set of meshes below. I mean, more EV, uh, uh, way we build buildings was different. I mean, etc. etc. I mean, and th that makes it these are the ones I think that are most crucial for us at the moment. We do have water, we do have education, etc. I mean, it's a bit on a different level than, than uh, in many developing countries. I mean, what we do in the Netherlands has impact in the rest of the world. I and mean, we buy stuff in China in the end, basically, and people come from all over the world to work in Amsterdam, like in, even, well, in New York, even more, obviously, or Singapore. So, also, how can we help? other countries to develop themselves basically without putting too much tax money in it but more even hey how can we bring practices from us to them but also how can we learn well maybe from them to lower the impact what we have in different countries mm -hmm. but in terms of KPIs I think on mobility and uh, uh, relating to sustainability and at, at this moment circular economy I think we do most effort. And perhaps you want to talk a little bit about the role of innovation and technology in creating smart and sustainable cities of the future. How yeah. are you going about it in Amsterdam? Yeah, actually, I mean, the impact of technology, I mean, it's twofold, isn't it? I mean, uh, my job basically is to, to do three things, um, and, 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 and it comes a bit together. First of all, how can we make use of technology to achieve our goals? Mm -hmm. Less poverty, better health, safer, etc., but also more sustainable, etc. Secondly, how can we get meshes into place uh, to make sure we're not be overwhelmed by the impact that technology has in an autonomous way. I mean, we didn't think of new taxi service on the platform. We didn't think of Amazon. Mm -hmm. I mean, but it happens. It has an effect on a city, so we need to adapt to that. Or WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever. It has an effect on what happens in the city. So we need to adapt ourselves as a government to work with that. And thirdly, how can we design a government that can do that, these, these two things, basically. A second level, you have, on these first two levels, you have, first of all, technology plays obviously a big role in, in uh, solving issues. I mean, you can think of data-driven uh, models, optimization, uh, optimization, you can think of uh, energy-neutral technologies, etc. Et we can all think of these things. Mm -hmm. So it plays a really big role. It also brings a whole lot of challenges, basically, on, on, on in different ways. First of all, I mean, number one energy consumer in Amsterdam are data centers nowadays. We're one of the biggest data center hubs in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and now 16, 70% of electricity goes to data centers. Mm -hmm. So very nice, this technology, but actually when you want to be more sustainable, I mean, how does it work together, basically, isn't it? But if we wouldn't have done it, we would have achieved our goals probably already, basically, for the next 10 years. So, interesting notion. Secondly, I mean, technology also brings a whole bunch of challenges. Challenges we always had, but in a new way. I mean, when we were in the first industrial revolution, second industrial revolution, we thought need to think of all types of so new social structures, like uh, unions, I mean, or uh, social housing, or sco elementary schools in the way that we do it today making people ready to go to the factory and work basically but nowadays I mean you need to think of what do you need to regulate to make sure you have work in the city to avoid that I mean few people take a, a whole lot of money that, that market is not an open market anymore you get I mean, companies dominating the market you companies steal your data make decisions for well so the whole idea that we had a big movement of utilism thinking most for the most people in, 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 in the 18th 19th century basically well, maybe most of the most people works, but not if the 10%, not most people, 
uh, actually lose everything. Yeah. So we need to rethink a whole bunch of things because when you put in machine learning algorithms, so the new challenges are on a quite on a different scale, I would say. And now we face stupid things like which is risk. People talk about fake news. I'm not too worried about that, but fake data actually is threatening us everywhere. You know, the, the smart cities movement or smart cities technologies has been around for more than a decade. And you've actually been quite successful in employing solutions within the city of Amsterdam. But in many locations, what we've seen around the world is that solutions are not getting beyond the pilot stage. So we have a lot of pilots, but they're not getting to scale. So based on your experience, perhaps you want to tell us a little bit about the sort of governance models, the financing models that you've put in place to enable you to get to, to scale. Well, yeah, and, and, and then two things about that as a starting point. When you talk about smart city solutions, I mean, I started a smart city program in Amsterdam in 2008, so it actually is a decade ago, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you're right. And we were one of the first at that moment, basically, and immediately we thought on, hey, this is interesting, because all the vendors, and they had, well, the smarter world, intelligent cities, smart cities and communities, intelligent cities, I mean, all the big brands had their own little marketing, mm -hmm. well, one of them won, the one with the smarter cities and the smarter world, uh, six billion marketing budget, as, as I understood, but it's, uh, they, they won it. But the proposition always, we need to put in a whole bunch of sensors, we're going to measure stuff, and it was really hardware-driven, actually. Mm. Parallel to that, iPhone came and everything, basically, so almost the same time, iPhones came, and we started to think way more in applications and into software. Mm -hmm. And a lot of companies that came up with a smart city proposition, basically, totally missed the direction that hardware was a commodity and that applications actually were the things that actually uh, 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 are being used by citizens. Mm -hmm. So what you've seen is that a lot of applications, I mean, will, in certain extent, I mean, app, apps for taxis are actually exactly the things we would have thought of before, or... Airbnb actually was the shared resource. How can you optimize the use of a house when you go on vacation? You can rent it out. This fits every check in the box of a smart city solution. Mm -hmm. And you can say a lot about these companies, but they're quite successful, I would say. Scaling from a government point of view, buying a whole bunch of hardware and sensors and smart lampposts, yeah, they didn't succeed any, anywhere. Yeah. And once you start to think, of, why would we make sure having Wi-Fi hotspot in every corner of the street? I mean, Wi-Fi is a crap technology when you want to be connected the whole time. I mean, it stocks your battery. I mean, it's meant for inside, the design of Wi-Fi, which is a Dutch invention, actually, nice to know. <laughs> it's it's, it's from in, for the inside of the building, basically, not for outside. You have 4G, 3G, 5G, which is meant for outside. Yeah, yeah but Wi-Fi is free. No, Wi-Fi is not free. Actually, it's very expensive when you compare the other technologies, but this is what cities provide for free. But mm -hmm. free Wi-Fi will never work because it's free and it's Wi-Fi. So, yeah. uh, and you have all these things. I mean, air quality measurement. I mean, there's not a single company that creates a sensor measuring air quality that has the right quality compared to how we do it right now. I mean, we put 100,000 machines to measure the air quality because it's quite complicated. Mm -hmm. You can measure almost how the air quality is, but I mean, but since we're legally responsible for air quality, almost is not good enough when you're in court. Yeah, we thought it was almost this, and now we can build something because we're allowed to. Or do. So. A lot of his propositions were actually crappy propositions. And um, and I think a lot of things actually did scale. When you look at, I mean, how we collect waste. We have sensors in waste bins. I mean, most cities have it nowadays. Mm -hmm. Problem is, it takes a bit of time because it's not only about putting a sensor. We do it for five, six years. Every waste bin has a sensor. But you also need to change the way you collect your waste. It means you yeah. have to work with people, unions, uh, how to operate. Mm -hmm. So it took us two, three, four years to reorganize organize a department that can do this in a more flexible way. So you had to change the behavior as well as put in the technology? Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, a different way of working is way more important. Mm. And this is interesting because all these brilliant companies that start to sell us, I mean, even 10 years ago, everybody wanted to sell us uh, new working places for flexible working, etc. But when you go to the office of a, 
average big IT company, I mean, they work in offices from the 50s, basically, most yeah. of the time. And this yeah. is interesting, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but we need to write it off and it's investments. Okay, here you go. For us, it's the same thing. I mean, we also need 10, 15 years. Yeah. It's on a balance sheet, I mean, isn't it? So it takes, takes time, basically. Mm-hmm. And people didn't un- really understand that when you really want to change stuff, more data-driven, it just takes time. And mm-hmm. then five or 10 years, I mean, it's not that much because yeah. it's a different way of working and our investment rounds. I mean, lampposts, again, I mean, obviously, we'll be a bit smarter. But lampposts are there for 20 years. They're on a balance for 20 years. So what's the added value? How can I explain to citizens, okay, you're going to invest $500 each, but then you have an air quality century in lamppost. Not a single citizen would do that. And it has a reason, I would say. So, I mean, I think um, a lot of these companies actually missed uh, the, the, well, actually now they're getting it more and more, but it's about software and data. And I mean, we look at how we use traffic models, real-time data, updates, we link to where is Google here, TomTom. I mean, I think cities are getting there, actually. I mean, again, traffic management, look at, look at, look at Waze. That's a, that's a smart city solution yeah. uh, with, with uh, users adding there. So, but the big traffic control centers being pushed forward by big tech companies in 2009, 2010. No, we don't order a big screen with a red button for the mayor, etc. because we don't want that. Yeah. We want to have Waze on a big screen. That was Herr Barron, the Chief Technology Officer at the City of Amsterdam and a member of the World Economic Forum Global Future Council on Cities and Urbanisation. My name is Alice Charles and you've been listening to the fourth episode of the podcast series Cities of Tomorrow.